Start and end your day with the good news. The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, 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 Angie Austin and friends. That would be writer and speaker Robbie Yopes would good be morning. one of the friends. Hi, how are you? Good. Well, it's kind of afternoon, so you're obviously not quite well, but that's okay. <laughs> I do it all the time. I do a morning show too. Morning, yeah. And Jorge, since you know our show runs at what's say five on uh, that station, I have so many things going on now. Jorge will give me a look when I say good morning. It cracks me up. Well, my principal in high school, no yeah. matter what time of day, it was his shtick. Either like if it was evening, he'd say good morning. Did he? <laughs> Doctor Tim, like hey, Doctor Tim. Morning. It's like all the talent shows, everybody just made fun of Dr. Tim. That's cool. I love Dr. Tim. I just like that he's called Dr. Tim. And that is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life, author and speaker. Hello, friends. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever, y'all. Whatever, y'all. Whatever. (laughs) Okay, I have a couple of things. Just First, we're going to do our good news in this segment, and then I'll let you guys share more because I send you out into the world looking for good news. So you'll get more sharing time in the second segment. But I really wanted to uh, talk to you guys about two things that um, really struck me in the last day or two. One of them is this story about Kelly Clarkson being what I called fat shaming, and I'll get into that one second because I've discussed it back and forth with Robbie, and I feel like that's something our society still allows, and that's, like, not off limits. Like, you can't. You know, like, let's say, Beatrice, I called you a word that was a racial, you know, mm-hmm. slur. Yeah. Everyone would be, how dare you? That yeah. is wrong. You know, all of my friends would be disgusted. But if I made a little joke about Robbie, maybe about, you know, that she was heavier than people, like, you know, that, that's still in society almost acceptable. Not to her face, but behind her back. I think people that's do it right. in the way that people look at people yeah. when they're heavy and they eat, etc. Okay, first of all, though, before we tackle that, because obviously I have some passionate feelings yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Um Joyce Meyer said something today that really made me think of us, and Moose too, because um, I don't want to get teary-eyed, but he shared a, a bullying story from his childhood that mm. now when I'm on Facebook, he says to this day when he sees these four guys, he still gets like, you feel like the chills or... Yeah, like I can't breathe and I want to run. It's like, I'm 30. Oh. They're 30. What the heck is going on? Isn't That's that... sad. But isn't it so typical of... I know some of the things that you guys have been through. And Robbie, mm. you were really on, honest with me recently with us on the radio when I said, why are you so passionate about your faith and sharing it with people? And you said, because you've battled depression. Absolutely. You're like, and you're someone that we see as joyful every day. So that surprised me, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, depression comes genetically, but also comes because of circumstances. So words really can bring up depression. Yes. They can bring up fear. They can bring up uh, wanting to run away because of bad memories. That's right. And Beatrice, you have been open about um, when you were in the military, um, you you know, you were a drill sergeant. You've had all these different careers, truck driver, hairdresser, which (laughs) I still can't wrap my head around all the different things you've done. Renaissance woman. (laughs) Yeah. And now author and speaker. But you were honest about a sexual assault that you suffered uh, and and also, you know, recovering from that. But also words that were spoken to you as a young girl, um, both of you. Mm -hmm. Robbie, a, a young boy labeled you as overweight when you weren't in third grade and you believed it. And Beatrice, you were six and the neighbor uh, grandmother, you went to go see too a friend of yours. Play with. She said you were too Get black to out. play with. Yeah, yeah and the, the, the grandmother was African-American as well, but she thought Beatrice was too black That's to play wrong. with. And Beatrice remembered that until she was in her 30s. I mean, sure. like, believed it. Not yeah. remembered, believed. Yes. Words okay. curse. So with that said, um, Joyce Meyer was sharing some of her testimony, and I hadn't heard all of it. I knew some of it, mm-hmm. and it is horrible. And one time when she was um, being assaulted by her father, and those of you who know, you know, the circumstances, uh, adult topic here, it was she was sexually assaulted repeatedly. A police mm-hmm. officer came to the car. Um, I guess he'd take her to the bar when she was a teenager. 
And um, then he'd, you know, attack her in the back of the car. A Mm -hmm. police officer came and knocked on the window, and she thought, finally, goodness gracious, I am safe. The police officer said, I'll let you go if you allow me to also uh, assault her. And then she said, thank goodness that she that he got a call so he didn't also assault her and then you know she forgave her father at the end and it's a, a very touching uh, story of forgiveness and she said that i know this is going to sound crazy but she said because of all the things i went in the past mm-hmm. god works through me to heal me and works through me to help you heal others absolutely so he heals absolutely us. he heals us she says not to sit in the corner and say look at me i'm healed you know and eat an orange and watch wheel of fortune that's right mm-hmm. he that's heals right. us so we can help you know, he can work through us to heal others. Absolutely. And I feel like all four of us, and mm-hmm. Jorge, for that matter, not here today, him as well, because he's got quite an interesting background that you guys don't know about. And so um, I think he uses us. Yeah, I, I would say so. Because, you know, a, a hurt person can't heal a hurt person. It takes a hurt person that has been healed to help that hurt person. Absolutely. It really does. And so in order for us to to help anybody, of course, God has to get our attention first and heal us. And, you know, we have to allow him to heal us and then he can use us to help somebody else. What yeah. the enemy wants to use for his purposes is right. evil. God will use for good. That's right. If we allow him every time. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not easy. We're not she saying that, that it's easy. Too. She said that it's um, and a lot of times we think if it's not easy, it's not meant to be. That's not true. Just no. because it's not easy doesn't mean it's not meant to be. No, um, that's yeah, because like uh, the league around you know, Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. if, if, if it's hard, of course, it's hard. Yeah, that's why not everybody does it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And there's no crying in baseball. Exactly. Yeah, there's no crying in baseball. (laughs) Some great lines in the movie. Okay, so um, regarding the Kelly um, Clarkson fat shaming, when I first brought it up to to, uh, Robbie, you know, Robbie's lost 100 pounds, then she had an injury, and she's in the middle of this journey, you know, of reclaiming her health because she did take those words in third grade of this little boy saying, you'll get a boyfriend when you lose weight. She thought, well, that... That was what was going to keep her from life. That was going to keep her from joy. Mm. This imagined thing that wasn't even there. Because I've seen pictures of her. First of all, if it was true, still it would be horrible. But it wasn't true, and she believed it. Because we believe these things. I was a cute little girl. Oh, really cute. I saw the (laughs) She's still kind of cute now. I know she is. So you may know about this fat shaming incident involving, it's a British television personality. I don't even know who she is. Good. Um, Don't say her name. She doesn't deserve uh, the publicity. Somebody Hopkins, Christy, or something like that. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Kelly Clarkson uh, was on some, you know, show or singing or something, and she uh, sent out a tweet that said something to the effect of, um, goodness gracious, uh, here we go, um, uh, goodness gracious, you know, what happened to Kelly Clarkson? Uh, Did she eat all of her backup singers? Then people said, oh my goodness, that is horrible what you said. That is so mean. She's so talented and wonderful. And then this Hopkins lady um, put out, uh, look, Chubsters, Kelly Clarkson had a baby a year ago. That is no longer baby weight. That is carrot cake weight. Get over yourselves. And then Kelly found out um, that she said something nasty about her. And Kelly said, well, I don't, I don't know, know who that is. Did she tweet? She tweeted something nasty about me. That's because she doesn't know me. I am awesome. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. And Good then she me. went on to say, she's, it doesn't bother me. It's a free world. Say what you will. Um, I've never cared what people think. It's more, uh, it's more if I'm happy and I'm confident and feeling good. That's always been my thing. Um, and more so now since having a family, I don't seek out any other acceptance. Okay, well, it's good that she's at that place in her life. But what about the little people that aren't? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and, and we point. have to stand up for the little people because I hate it. And I've always taught my children, my children would never 
um, make a disparaging remark about somebody because of the way they look or, you know, something physical or anything like that. Because I've always taught them that, you know what, it could be you. And I mean that. You know, and and for people to say stuff like that, they have very small minds and and they live in very small worlds and they have nothing better to do than to try to hurt somebody else with their words. But the thing about it is, like the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man shall sow that shall he also reap. And the same words she said about Kelly Clarkson, regardless of whether Kelly was affected by them or not, those words are going to come back and bite her in the behind. Absolutely. They really are. I, I believe Absolutely. so, too. And actually, she used Jesus's name when she said, Jesus, what happened to Kelly Clarkson? It's like, well, maybe he'll get back to you on that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Maybe and God does back. have a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> well, along those he same really lines, does. have you heard about the Facebook thing of the fat icon? Uh-uh. Well, on, yeah, on Facebook, they have the emotion. you feeling different emotions. They just add one of um, feeling fat. And there's a bunch of people who are up against, you know. How how bad is that for our little girls, little other people yeah. to be able to see that, be able to claim that on social media? Like today, I don't feel good about myself, and I'm going to publicize it so then people can comment on. Oh, I'm sorry that you're not feeling well today. All right, you so know, well, you know, it's interesting you brought that up. I'll let you go next, uh, Robbie. Um, I just sent that to myself as a talker because Facebook responded and they removed it. Really? Oh, they did. I didn't see good. that yet. So many good. people came out against the feeling fat. What, what do you call it? The emoji. The emoticon. Yeah, emoticon. Uh, that they they uh, they got rid of it because there was an online petition. Go ahead, Robbie. Good. Well, you know, I'm I have struggled with weight all my life, and I think that um, this girl in London just wants uh, a little fame. That's all she wants, Probably. and she wants to be funny. And so this is her way Definitely of getting it. And it wasn't funny at all, and it was mean and hurtful. Yeah. But you know, I really feel that if she was confident in who she was and in her talents, mm-hmm. then she would be able to get um, her uh, fulfilled life through her talents and who she is, not by putting somebody else down. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's just total insecurity. This woman is a very, very insecure woman that she would put someone else down. But what really got me about the whole Kelly Clarkson thing, which I, way to go, Kelly, way to be. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of us who... Um, are really hurt by that kind of thing mm-hmm. because we shame ourselves. Yeah. We fat shame ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I know I've done it so many times. So when you see somebody in, in public or in the publicity or the media um, fat shaming or putting someone down because of their, their, uh, their weight, if you're not in a place of security of who you are in Jesus or mm-hmm. who you are as a person, mm-hmm. then you're going to immediately agree. You're going to go to that place of, oh, yeah, they're right. They're right. Yeah. I am fat. I'm not worth anything. So that's why it's really important to have your security of who you are mm-hmm. in Jesus. I have a struggle with weight. I will always when I first have a struggle with weight. When I sent you this topic, you said I'm not I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it. And today you came and you said I'm ready. Well, I needed to pray through it because um the first thing that you, when I read that I was like, "Well, that's so mean." But I do that to myself. Mm. And I, so I wanted to pray through it. But um, the thing is, it's so important to get your security in Jesus and understand and make peace mm-hmm. with who you are. Mm-hmm. So what I have to do is I have to make peace that I struggle with my weight. Yeah. I, I mean, God could deliver me yeah. 
I, because he can do anything, but he has, he has allowed me to live in a place of struggling with my weight. And that is one of the biggest, if not the biggest thing in my life that brings me to my knees and makes me um, follow Jesus with a whole heart because I'm desperate for him because of the struggle. But I make peace with it. It is my struggle. It's my life. I'm going to have to deal with this. Yeah. That's one way for me to be secure in Jesus. So when I see somebody like this, this knucklehead, bless her heart, insecure woman, yeah. um, I, say, I say to myself, wow, I, Lord, help her find you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. help her find her security in something else besides putting someone else down. Right. And then look at myself and go, you know what? I am awesome because Jesus loves me and I, my security is in him. Right. But I will always have a struggle with weight. But that does not make my identity my struggle. My identity is who I'm in Christ. I'm forgiven, chosen, redeemed, all that stuff. I'm not. All that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and all that stuff. stuff. I'm not just fat. Hmm. Amen? Amen. 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 You preached a sermon today, and that's, yeah. that's good. And, you know. We have an offering now to pass around. Yeah, right? really. Pass yeah. the plate. Beatrice Thank sing, you. and you pass the plate. <laughs> yeah, Beatrice sing, pass that. No, that's right. That's right. You yeah. know, but we have to come to that place. And, and even when a person is not heavy set, mm-hmm. they could be thinner. You know, for the longest time, I looked at myself, and every time I looked in the mirror, I saw I was fat. Sure. Really? Yeah. yeah. I really did. And then God showed me that that's how the anorexics get started. Sure. Okay. They look in the mirror and they see something that's not even there. Yeah, because we don't see that in you. Mm -mm. You know, know, there's a, well, there's an actual disease and I can't remember the name of it. Body dysmorphic disorder or something like that. Dysmorphia. Where you can be like absolutely the perfect uh, society body and think you're obese. And they change themselves. Or the other way around. There are some obese people who don't see their fat at all. Yeah. 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 So it's, I mean, it's just a disease kind of thing in your, in your head and how your head works. So to the chick over there in in London, if you're listening, sister, let me tell you something. Be careful of the words that you say, Mm -hmm. because those words will come back and bite you in the butt. You leave the, the, the women alone. You leave people because people have a hard enough time anyway, trying to keep themselves encouraged without you trying to tear them down. Stop it. Stop it. And that's from the drill sergeant of life to you, girly. Yeah, and if you saw her in person, she would be intimidated. I know you would make her back down. I most certainly would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do have a good news story that actually kind of, uh, you know, uh, fits in with what we're talking about, about speaking words into people and, you know, being careful what we say to our kids. I think as a society, what these smart little girls are saying in this campaign to encourage girls in math and science and technology, engineering, is, um, look, you have a gift for this. Mm-hmm. Don't let society tell you you don't. Because already these girls who are starting to invent things and do so well in like robotics class. Mm-hmm. Other girls are leaving these classes. They're seeing more men in commercials and on TV doing these things, and they're already starting to buy into, well, maybe this is for boys. That's what society is telling them. Mm-mm-mm. And so um, it's a campaign to encourage them that, yes, you could. And you know they had that Barbie recently. And it was a weird Barbie. It was like, a, um, you know, hi, I'm Barbie. I'm not good at math. Boys, help me with my project. And I don't really like thinking. I like oh wearing pretty gosh. dresses. I mean, it's not quite that obvious, but yeah, I but- did. But she did say she wasn't good at math. The camera was a Barbie or a Barbie book, but there was some big outcry because in this day and age, really, and, you know, then they come out with a pink Barbie doctor, you know, in a pink, you know, Barbie um, doctor outfit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's going to make up for them saying girls don't like math. So uh, listen to these little girls talk about, you know, their knack for, you know, science and technology and then what they're learning from society about that. Mm. If you think about it, science is like 
everything. It can really help you uncover like little, small little secrets. I built a garage door opener and I'm working on my own website. I built a computer and I opened a fridge with a Lego. When I was littler, I used to think technology was great. And then I started thinking that it was more of a boy's thing. I used to think that inventing is like for boys because they have Albert Einstein invented. He was a guy and Benjamin Franklin also. There used to be a girl in the robotics class, but she quit. And so I'm the only girl left. Oh, you can't like science. You're a girl. You can't like any of these science things. In commercials, I saw a lot more men doing it. They might really love science, but they might be, like, afraid people might think, oh, don't boys do that? That's a boy thing. Wow, thank you. Dear Gabrielle, dear Anya, keep opening those garage doors. We think you'll create something great for us one day. I might someday, but not yet, because I'm pretty much not old enough. But soon, it's just really cool that I would write a letter. It's, it's just, it's cool. Totally that's cool. cool. That's Isn't that cool. neat? I like that. Yeah, that's cool. But isn't it cool to hear from them, too? Like, interesting that that society's swaying them away and that yeah. they're starting to really see those messages? Yeah, yeah. That's You know, kids are learning faster than we did, Angie. I mean, let's face it. Oh, I know. I had to watch my third grade son's math video twice. We were doing polyhedrons. Oh, my. Oh, Lord. And what like, in the world is that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. So as we're doing polyhedrons, right, and we watched a little video and it's like a little robot and a little man, right? And then we have to take a test at the end. And so I say to him, you know what I think we should do? I think we should watch it again. Just to make sure <laughs> we know everything. Because I thought to myself, I didn't pay much attention. I had no idea how to define each one, the deca, whatever, a hedrathon, (laughs) and the polydecahedrathon or whatever. And so um, then I studied it as he did it, and then I had him down, you know, so then that way he got nine out of ten. But the ninth one, you know, the the one that he would have missed, I'm like, no, you sure? I think that might be a deca polyhedrathon, you know? So I had to memorize it and learn it myself. But it was funny. I'm like, I think we need to watch that one more time. Yeah, yeah. Just to get it down. Five more times. (laughs) All right, so um, I know, Robbie, you've got a topic that you want to talk about in the next segment, so let's just touch on it, because our mutual friend, who you introduced me to, has written a new book. She's not quite ready to join us, and it came to my house, and my mother already read it and was telling me all about her. It was really fun. I love it when my mom tells me about people I already know, you know, and (laughs) like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But hey, she really enjoyed the book, so talk about Michelle uh, Couchat and her book, Undone, and what we're going to discuss a little bit of. Well, Michelle Couchat's a very good friend of mine. She wrote this book called Undone, and basically uh, she's gone through cancer the th- uh, for three times the last two years, same kind of cancer. She has a blended family, so she has to deal with all that, and um, she and her husband uh, brought in three little ones when they were four and five to their home. They've been there three years, hmm. and they uh, have experienced a lot of problems. So Undone is a story of making peace with an unexpected life, and her life has been unexpected. And, you know, she does speak for women of faith, and so imagine you're a speaker. That's what you do. That's what your gift is, and a writer. Mm -hmm. And then you have throat cancer for, you said— Yeah, tongue cancer. So tongue, yes, which obviously impacts her speech. Absolutely. And then, you know, I remember her telling me when her three boys were about grown, then the three little ones that really needed a home came into her life, and she'd gotten rid of all the, you know, the baby beds, the car seats, the booster seats, 
like she was done with that. Like the kid, she was going to be an empty nester, and then she was starting all over again. And she hadn't had girls before. Wow! So that was going to be the first thing too. All right, when we come back with the good news. We'll continue with the good news with Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, author and speaker, and Robbie Yopes, author and speaker. When we get back. Eight ten a.m. KLVZ, where love lives. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organizations. So Excellent. Collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission, and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching, and there's so much love in that church, and I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, you can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs, um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things, but it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun and we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one -on -one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life and that's what it's all about. 
You've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Carrie? Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Love Lives, 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to The Good News. Robbie Yopes, author and speaker. Beatrice Bruno, author and speaker. Hey, uh, the Drill Sergeant of Life here to join us. Hi. Who is banging on this building? Do you hear that banging on the building? They're, it might be they're remodeling one floor attention. below, and most of the work is happening right underneath my desk. So when I get here at like 6.30 in the morning, when I don't think anybody else is in the building, my computer screen is shaking as they're you know digging to china or something from the 10th floor oh my goodness i still say it might be god trying to get our attention he's knock knock knocking on our door (laughs) (laughs) all right so i tell beatrice and i tell robbie while they're out you know speaking and going to their women's events and bible studies to keep their ears open for um and eyes for good news and things going on and so we just briefly touched on uh, we have a mutual friend uh, who's putting a book out and she's got quite a bit going on in her life right now a lot of struggles and pain and um so give us a little uh, t- give us the title and then tell us a little bit about her in the book and then we'll get into some of your quotes her name is michelle Cushat, and it's called undone a story of making peace with an unexpected life mm. And I have, you know, I'm, I'm a good friend with, of Michelle, and we spend a lot of time together. And so I've watched her go through cancer, tongue three cancer, times. three times. Um, two, that last time they took out two-thirds of her tongue. And um, keep in mind, she's a speaker. She spoke last fall for the Women of Faith. Yes. She was the MC, yes. huge event, and they took out two-thirds of her tongue, you said. Exactly. This really impacts her. And then they, her. Grabbed, they gave her another tongue. They grafted it back. But she's lost, you know, a lot of her taste buds. Mm. So, But, you know, we're praying, God, bring everything back, Amen. restore her. And um, so she's gone through some really deep radiation, and cancer's really... Um, physically shot her, but she's on her way back finally. She's one, she's one day at a time. She's getting better. Yeah. And um, during the, all of this time, she had, like you just said, she had three boys. The last one was entering um, a junior. So they actually sold their big car with all the extra room. Mm-hmm. You know, like and, the family <clears throat> truckster. You know, the yeah. way you get all the kids in. Yeah. They were a family of five. Right. And they, <clears throat> she and Troy started calling um, the promised land awaits. Right, right. Which was empty nest. The promised yeah. land. <laughs> Once the kids all graduate, they're oh, yeah. getting ready to enter the, the promised land here on earth. Oh, and yeah. that's when a family member um, had to give up her three little kids. Little. And they're, yeah, at the time they were four and five, two, twins and a, and a little girl. So there's two girls and a boy. Twins are a girl and boy. So they're four and five. Now they're uh, seven and eight. So it's been a few years. But um, that, I mean, that changed her world in so many ways, rocked her world. So she wrote a book about it. And I tell you, this book is fantastic because it's funny and it's well-written, but it's really gut, real, honest real she talks about her fears and her pain and her anger mm-hmm. you know there's not a bunch of christian platitudes in it it's wonderful and you know as my mom's been reading it because my mom grabbed it right away she's been reading it for a couple of days um she was real she recounted a lot of the information in the book and so they went from this family of five with three almost raised to you know a family of eight and i i remember asking michelle how did the boys respond because she the, 
her, her three older children are boys uh, about you adopting these four these three kids ages four and five and uh, she said they were on board you know that mm-hmm. they they were all for it so I really think that's neat the way she raised them that they you know weren't selfish about it that they just like her were like wow we would love to open our home up to other kids and absolutely and they were and yet and yet, this is a real book. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult yes. to bring three little kids who, ha- have, who have had some difficulties because of the life they've led mm-hmm. into the, I mean, and she's very honest about it all. And it's incredible to mm-hmm. hear somebody so vulnerable and so honest mm-hmm. and yet still goes to Jesus, still goes to Jesus. I've told her many times, the thing that I admire most about her through all this is that she shared her fear, her anger. She was in a real dark place for a while of what in the world's going on. Well, but if you're afraid you're going to die and you're the mother of six, I can't even imagine exactly. how dark that place could be. I don't know how people get through things like this without faith. Well, exactly. But the thing that she did is a lot of people, when they get in that position, then they don't, they don't you know, totally put out God of their life. They don't stop believing. Maybe some do. Mm-hmm. But they don't go to him. They isolate. They Mm-hmm. get by themselves mm-hmm. they just sit in their pain well the thing i admire most about michelle is that she she went through all these things but every day she consistently still opened the word of god mm-hmm. and still said help jesus Amen. and that is amazing testimony let me tell you some of her quotes i just picked up a few only a married life gives birth to the most beautiful redemption hmm. she talks about her first marriage she's this is her second marriage mm-hmm. um this one i love Maybe you're not supposed to manage this. Maybe instead you're supposed to experience this, walk through it, and do the best you can. Oh, Lord, how many people can do that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, because we're all control freaks in yeah, a, lot, in a yeah, lot of ways. Absolutely. And finally, this is one of my favorites. Authenticity ministers far more than put-togetherness. And vulnerability builds a far stronger bond than perfection. Mm-hmm. There is strength and empty. I like that. That's Isn't that awesome. beautiful. Wow. She has got her stuff together. And this is a, I mean, this is, this is the kind of book that you read and you don't just get Michelle's story. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit comes in and it becomes your story. That's right. And you, you start applying what you, what you're going through and the difficulties that you're having in life to what Michelle is talking about and the, and the spirit ministers and you grow. It's an incredible book. I and can't again, recommend it enough. Like we talked about, um, and by the way, if you're just joining us, um, Robbie Yopes and Beatrice Bruno and I are talking right now about the good news of Michelle Couchat's book, A Story of Making Peace with an Unexpected Life, Undone, a memoir. She can't join us on the show yet because she's still getting her voice back, et cetera, because mm-hmm. of her third battle with tongue cancer. And uh, I just think that we talked about Joyce Meyer discussing in the first segment that I'd heard her today talking about how when we're healed, he, he doesn't heal us to sit in a corner and say, look at me over here. I'm healed hey I'm in the corner I'm healed I'm not healing anyone else or helping but you know counsel others I'm but I'm healed I feel great Hmm. he said no she said no he heals us so that he can um, work in us and heal us then we'll work through us in order to help heal others and that means we have work to do we don't just take the healing and say hey thank you Jesus thanks a lot I'll see you later I'm out of here that's right you know he wants you to do things with that sense of peace and healing and I definitely when my alarm clock 
clock goes off at 3 a.m. and it's hard to get up. Yeah. I definitely feel that I have a duty, um, an obligation, an honor. It's an honor for me to be able to speak to others on my other show, Daybreak USA, and this one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to give this one up because I worked so hard to build up the good news. And I feel that, you know, people, people there's somebody that needs to be encouraged mm-hmm. out there. And I don't want to take that encouragement away from him. And hi, hi. Always given the gift of encouragement. That's right. And I'm going to use it. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. be encouraged. So, right. so, I'm encouraging you right now. You better Come feel on. it. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, and oftentimes I, I think that we fail to remember that we are encouragers. You know, sometimes our lives are, are so rough, so hard, and so challenging. But when we come through, that's when we get to help somebody else because somebody is watching. Somebody's watching Michelle as she goes through this like, very thing yes, right a here. A lot of people. A lot you know, of people. And what are they getting from it? Because she's still standing. She's still, mm-hmm. you know, she's still moving forward. She's still, you know, even with a, a fabricated tongue, you know, she's still trying to get out there and speak and, and do the things that she has to do and still raising these three little kids. I know. You it's know? amazing to me. Yeah. Well done. And thank you, Jesus, for giving her the strength. Amen. Amen. Incredible story. Amen. Well, I um, I pulled some. Beatrice, do you want to share any good news with us? I've got one more little thing in topic, but I thought I'd, uh, you know, I'd like you guys to go out because you bring new interesting content and things that you guys observe when you're out there speaking. Well, if your your listeners were listening um, to the last time when I was on, when you were talking about the basketball team. The, the oh, my goodness. So we shared the, Steve Hartman's story about yeah. this basketball team yeah. that never, uh, no one ever went to root for them because they're from kind of a con- correctional facility to yeah. have juvenile Gainesville, detention Texas. center. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no one went to um, to root for them. And what happened, uh, Robbie Yopes, I'll explain to her and you listening, um, they, the other team said well we're not going to have this team have no one to root for them they divided their whole um crowd they had shirts that you know for and they even had cheerleaders so with the boys who never had any parents or anyone to root for them there they said these boys were like near tears he said this is something i'll remember for the rest of my life well beatrice sat here and she started to cry and i'm like i never see you crying you said it brought back memories for you it did because when i was when i played basketball from the seventh grade until the 11th grade i never had any family member come to any of my games oh my and I was Never. good I was oh. really good she well, was did she tell you she was good I she was, was good. really good I was Kareem Abdul-Jabee baby <laughs> had that sky hook going on yeah. I was good I was that good and they didn't come see her they did, never ever. came to any I'm of my so games sorry. and and um this past weekend I got to go visit with my basketball coach the coolest picture because I knew the yeah. story. Yeah. Talk about visiting with her because you said she encouraged you. Yes, Coach Jean Johnson. Mm. And and of course, I had to ask her, how old are you? I said, because you were old when I was a kid. You were just <laughs> old. And she's 78 years old. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful woman. And, and she got up. We were sitting in her little um, TV room and she had to go answer the phone and she got up and she walked to the phone and all I could see was Coach, you know, walking across the basketball floor <laughs> saying, come on, come on, come on. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But she said something to me, Angie and Robbie, that was just, it, it, it floored me the way she said it. She said to me, she said, B, I am so proud of you. Aww. And that meant everything to mm. me in the world because mm. when <sighs> I was going through this, when I was, you know, from the seventh grade to the 11th grade playing basketball, and there was no one there, but she was always there. That's right. She, was, she, she gave me my love for country music. Okay, <laughs> she'd always play. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, 
No wind to run. <laughs> but she played that every time we were in the car with her. And then when I got pregnant, I, I you know, I've, I've told you some of my story. I got pregnant um, in my junior year, going into my senior year. She was the only teacher that came out all the way out to my grandmother's house. She brought basketball team members to come and see me when I had the baby. Mm. And she said to me, when I saw her on Sunday, this, uh, this, this past Sunday, she said, I am so proud of you. Mm. Wow, she still and that made all you, the difference even though in the you world. felt yes. alone and lost. Yes. And she still came to encourage you and love yes. you. Yes, and she told me as we were leaving, she said, your visit to me today meant, meant the world to me. Oh. You know, and so I'm like. Oh. Planning to go see her anyway? I was planning okay. on seeing her, but I just didn't know, you know, what I would find when I got there. But yeah. when she told me that, that just, that. It did something to me. Shows you the Wonderful. power of one Wonderful. adult, you know, yes. during a difficult time for you. And interestingly enough, uh, I, I got to interview um, a woman today on my live morning show um, who was a teen mother, and now she ministers to young teen women. And she said when she was pregnant, her boyfriend of three years broke up with her. Mm. She was a straight-A student, cheerleader. She dropped out of school, was depressed and ashamed, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I think sometimes as Christians, mm -hmm. we um, jump to um, judging yes. um, before we jump to loving. And I yes. think we should jump to loving before we jump to shaming. That's right. And she said her grandmother and her mother invited her to the old lady Bible study. And she said, let me tell you something, Angie, the last thing I wanted to do was to go to the old lady Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> she said every single one of those women loved me and encouraged mm, me mm. and yes. she said none of them ever judged me or said anything about my situation that I got myself into awesome. um, and she said I then became a Christian because of these loving women mm -hmm. uh, they had a baby shower for me mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, you know the the old lady Bible study had a baby shower for her and she said Angie now I'm a mother of six I found a wonderful Christian man and my whole life is um, devoted to ministering to young Amen. teen moms and young moms who are oftentimes depressed alone and shame so rather than her. judging them she's loving them good for uh, her good for fantastic. her that's awesome because those young women need that yeah they don't need the well you should have been more careful you shouldn't have done that shame on you they don't need to hear that mess they already, should've, should've. Feel, yes. they already feel that way yes you know and i i want to say that this woman who loved into you mm -hmm. is part of the reason that so many women are loved by you yeah, Amen. I think so And it too. just goes on and on, Amen. you know. And you, there's a legacy of women who go, you know, Beatrice, the sergeant of life, sergeant, drill sergeant of life, mm -hmm. she loved me when no one would. Yeah. She told me the truth. Yeah. Same, you know, it's just, it, you keep it going. Yeah. And I think you do too, Robbie, both of you. That's why you guys have you back. I mean, I'm no dummy. Let's be honest. I, that's one thing I am not. I've always said that about you. I know. You. I know you have. It's a thank you. You're welcome. Um, but um, I'm no dummy. <laughs> you both have a gift for encouraging people. And I think that's why weekly I have you back because you have your own knack for, for doing radio mm -hmm. and making people feel good and inspiring them. And we all have stories of a damaged past and we're all duct taped back together with Jesus. Uh, gosh, yes. I love that. Duct tape yeah. back together with Jesus. Yeah. And so. That's a country song right there. <laughs> I'm duct taped it. back together with Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to okay write up. that. Yeah. But, you know, when you come across women like us that have, you know, damaged pa pasts and you see mm -hmm. the miracle that God works in people, it's a, it's a neat thing to see. So I love your honesty that both of you have. Like you mentioned earlier that, you know, the transparency and the vulnerability, you know, that that's powerful. Wait a minute. Wait but, a minute. This is the thought that just hit my mind. Uh -oh. We are the mod squad of the good news yes. one white one black one blonde okay. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the Charlie's Mod Squad. Angels. That's right. Come on now. Or you Charlie's <laughs> Angels because I'm the ominous voice in the background. We're <laughs> Charlie. I'm a slightly chunky Charlie's Angel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're the Charlie's Angels of Jesus. That's all right. I like that. I like that. That's oh, good. goodness gracious. I'm wow. cracking myself up, and that's a fun thing to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Angie, thank you for, for, for creating this platform that we Absolutely. can, you know, go and encourage somebody else. And we yeah. hope so. We hope you're encouraged if you're yeah. listening right now because, boy, we've been there in all kinds oh, yeah. of different situations. All right, Drill Sergeant of Life, Beatrice Bruno, how do people find you? www.drillsergeantoflife.com. Excellent. All right, how about you, Robbie Yopes? www.robbyyopes.com, I-O-B-S-T. Hey, and we're all speakers, by the way. We'd love to speak yes. together. We'll be speaking again together pretty soon. Yep. All right, you're listening to the good news. You can always find the podcast at Angie Austin radio.com again that's angieaustinradio.com you can contact me there as well and i can always get you in touch with the ladies thanks for listening i hope we brightened your day bye y'all bye hear about our victory in jesus christ you are listening to 810 a.m klvz god's love in broadcasting one in six children in Colorado are living below the federal poverty line, and a precious child is here to help. They are a wonderful organization that is devoted to making a positive impact in the lives of disadvantaged and displaced families in Colorado by improving their quality of life. Come on and partner with a precious child by volunteering your time or donating funds to assist the children of Colorado to succeed in life, school, and triumph in their future endeavors. They're also in need of donations of gently used clothing, computers, sporting equipment, and shoes. Discover how you can help at a precious child.org. I don't know about you, but I love to shop and I love a good deal. And my husband likes it when I get a good deal. You have to know about ARC Thrift Stores. On Saturdays, most items are half off. My friend Frances Owens, who is the former first lady you may know, also works for ARC. And she and I kind of have a running competition. Yes, we do. Now, what are some of the good deals you've gotten recently? Well, I just got a Dooney and Burke briefcase for $25. They run around three to $400. Perfect condition. I saw an Armani bag in there recently. I didn't get that one, but that was an incredible deal. I did get the coach bag, oh. brand new with the tag still on it. It was worth about $200. Yep. And I paid, uh, I think it was $20. Well, I just have to say thank you to the people that are donating these things. Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing pieces you can find. They've got 22 locations, and your website is if they want to find a location. www.arcthrift.org. And all the money helps people with disabilities. So you spend money, and it goes to a great cause. Yay! Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, you can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs, um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check and some of those things, but it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. 810 a.m. KLVZ, where love lives.
Welcome back to the good news. The good news is you can have more energy, you can be healthy, you can avoid heart disease and hopefully cancer as well. You know, some things are out of our control, but a lot of it's actually in our control. And we hear it all the time. And I think Dr. Joe, Dr. Joe Arve joining us, I think sometimes we ignore some of the advice because we smell French fries. And right. we just get distracted by the long-term picture. And you know what? The French fries don't give us cancer this afternoon. No. And the French fries don't give us cancer tomorrow. But you're saying all these choices, when you combine them over years, will make you sick. Every choice we make, you know, and you, whether you watch on TV, whether it's Dr. Oz or the different shows, they'll show you that a lot of these diseases today, heart disease, you know, the number one cause of death in America, it literally, you know, you see these books, you know, you're digging your grave with your spoon and your fork. It's, it's how we think. It's our lifestyle. It's our stress levels. It's our lack of exercise. So it's what we chose every day. I'm too busy to, to make a meal. Let's go out for fast food. I'm too busy to exercise right now or find at least 6 or 12 minutes to work out. I'm so stressed out. I'm, I'm worthless. I, I'm not who I want, you know, these thoughts. Um, we ignore our nerve system. And we allow. And then when we do eat things and we listen to what we're told on TV and we drink and eat things that promise us something that doesn't deliver, that multiplied over 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, unfortunately, doesn't put us in a good place. It ends up, Sometimes it ends us up either in a nursing home or we're underliving our life. And it has to do with how our health, it's our health. Our choices affect our health. And if our health goes down, then everything goes down. Yeah. I just had an interesting visual where you were talking about that. If What if in the backyard, every time we made bad health choices by skipping a workout, eating French fries, having, you know, um, artificial sweeteners, we could take one spoonful of dirt and start digging and see like really how, you know, you're digging your grave with each spoonful, yeah. you know. Or, 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 or every time you did that, you had to drop and do 20 push-ups. Yeah, right. <laughs> right to do something. Or take a spoonful because you could see that it's little by little that it's it's you know, it's it's compound interest over time is with it gives you the life of your dreams because you're all everybody's created to have a life of destiny. Everybody's created to have a good life. It's just our choices every day sabotage and I would say a lot of people are trying hard. They just are misinformed or they're they're not um, they're they've been given the wrong map. Mm -hmm. You know, like last night I did a workshop and I talked about diet soda. And I said, you know, what do they tell you about diet soda? Well, the more you drink of it, you're going to lose weight and you'll be healthy and everybody's going to love you and you're going to feel sexy and all this stuff. But the reality of diet... Do you think that, Jorge, if you had Diet Coke, that you'd be all that? No, no, he did. Well, he never fell but it, for but that. If you watched it, <laughs> but if you watch the TV... Yes, the commercials, And you right. watch the actors who say, yes. drink this, eat this, Same be like me... Same thing with some of the cigarette commercials it's, and some it, of the drug commercials. It's, it's, it's Exactly. And the problem is, is what science shows is exact opposite. That when you put those diet sodas in your body, it has a, a nasty effect on your brain and nerve system. It actually makes you gain weight. It makes you more susceptible to, to different different diseases you don't want. So the exact opposite happens the more you use that product. And so the unfortunate thing is that we're sabotaging ourselves. And so saying drink this diet soda and you'll be happy is the wrong map. But saying what can I drink then that actually will get me where I want to be and make me happy, that's what we try to do in our office. And that's why we're having a workshop coming up on March 20th. 23rd at our office all about heart disease how to get your blood pressure under control how to get your cholesterol under control and realizing that what are you doing we have this online test that I love it's a hundred questions and it will show me exactly what you're doing every day to sabotage your health so you can't lose weight but with these you know why can't you lose weight why aren't you getting better why aren't you getting off the medications why aren't you sleeping better
sleeping better? Why aren't your hormones getting balanced? That we have that we're talking about at this workshop on March 23rd, Monday night at 6:30 at my office, and this online testing we do now that really helps us see what you're doing every day that's sabotaging your goals. And we make those simple choices, and we're seeing huge people losing 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds. It's really amazing to see what's happening. Well, since I met you, I don't think I've ever had a diet soda again. Um, since you explained, of course about- not, because you know what will happen to you: ten push-ups. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, and the other thing that I barely have anymore either. Um, I hardly eat any sugar, and that was. Uh, I mean, I still crave it, you know. Right. But there, I found other things to have, you know, that really help. And uh, the, the diet drinks. I don't drink. I don't use artificial sweetener really anymore. It would be like extremely rare for yeah. me to have it in any way, Isn't shape, or form. your life better since you and I have been doing this, Rachel? Oh, yeah, you've made my life amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about, though, the, um, the free survey. How do they go about taking that to find out if they're making some health mistakes that you could help them change? So what I need is your first name, your last name, and your email address. Now, how you get that to me is up to you. You can, you can call our hotline at 303-349-6011. You can text that number, 303-349-6011, and leave me your first name, your last name, and your email address, and I'll have my team send that report to you, and you fill it out. There's no strings attached. You just fill it out, and then I'll follow up with you. Or you can go to our website, spinegeek.com, S-P-I-N-E-G-E-E-K, and email me. It'll say contact us, and you just contact us and hit that button there. And again, first name, last name, and your email address, and we'll do the rest. It's really simple. It's 100 questions. It shows us everything, and it gives you a life score. It gives you a number. And then our goal is every month get that number to keep going down because as that number goes down, then your life begins to get better. Your health begins to get better. It's the same tests that I take for me and my family to assess where they're at to see how healthy they are, not based on symptoms, but based on are they healthy? Is their life moving towards? a cruise ship and health and healing or is it moving towards a nursing home I want to know as soon as possible to get it moving in the right direction yeah because- and we use this score and it's free it's easy and it, it's very powerful as far as the results we get yeah, and I would challenge you just to look at um, your family and look at the way some of your relatives are feeling, looking, getting around. And if you have relatives who are making poor health choices, can you see it as they retire? Like I know when we go on outings with some of our older relatives, you can really tell the difference between those that are taking care of themselves because they can still get around the zoo. They can get around the museums. You yeah. don't need to get a wheelchair. Now, granted, I admit some things are out of your control, um, but, you know, if you come... With, you if there's a disease affecting you, etc. But in general, if you take good care of yourself, you're going to go towards the cruise ship rather than the nursing home. Yep. Uh, Dr. Joe's uh, free uh, uh, seminar on March 23rd, Monday night at his office. And your website again, Dr. Joe? SpineGeek.com. Check it out. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.